Welcome to the Coming to New York City podcast. I'm Neil Smith, and we have some special guests today. Katie, I'm gonna let you introduce our guest. Yeah, we're really excited. We have our friends Colleen and Mo Dixon here with us today, and we're just gonna talk to them about moving to New York City and what it's been like for them, because you guys hear a lot from us, but every person who moves has a different perspective and a different story, so we want you guys to hear um, something different. Yeah, well, and maybe before you get into your story, how did we meet? What was what was the story of us meeting and how what was the process? Well, we met through this podcast. <laughs> um, when the um, idea of moving to New York was presented to us, I think Mo was just searching. Yeah, I Google searched like City. moving to New York City yeah. podcast and this is the thing that came up. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So she, we listened yeah. to all the episodes that yep. were available and um I reached out to Katie on Instagram because I thought it just might be nice to actually like be able to talk to somebody who lived here and had moved here from somewhere else. So yeah, and then we met up at Central Park. Yep. Yeah, 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 that's true. Now mm-hmm. we're friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so move your move to New York City. Let's talk about the why first. What what led to your move here? The why? Uh, I mean, I think the. The prominent why would be, hey, I got a job offer that was basically all the right things for me as far as uh, how I'm wired and and, and the things that I like to do. But I think really the underlying reason was because we've had a desire for a long time. Like it was a part of our marriage agreement. Actually, prior to us getting married, I had to promise that we'd at least visit New York and and at least give an option to moving at some point in our life. And um, I grew to love New York City because of that, because Colleen made it so that we would visit here. And so we did. Yep. And I was like, okay, this is an amazing place. Like we yeah. should consider moving here at some point if there was an opportunity that would present itself. Now, at the time, I thought that was kind of a shot in the dark, but yeah. obviously we're here now. Yeah, I can, I can understand. <laughs> so let's talk about why that was part of the agreement early on. What, what was it in you that made New York City so special? Um, I visited when I was younger, I think when I was in high school, maybe 14 or something with my family and just immediately loved it. I kind of always knew that I would, just seeing it on TV, I thought, I think I wanna live there one day. And when my family came, I was not disappointed and I definitely wanted to live here. Um, So all through college, I kind of thought, you know, I'll graduate, maybe I'll get like a nanny job, that'll get me to the city and then I can look for a real job. And I had a plan. Yep. And then I met him my senior year and he was stuck in Lincoln for a little while because he has um, a son who at the time was seven. Right. And so he let me know I can't move until my son graduates yeah. high school. Yeah. So I knew that we were we were going to be in Lincoln for at least 11 years. Yeah. And and then we could have the conversation after that. Yeah. 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 So speaking of kids, you guys have... Um, five kids total. And so uh, four kids that made the move with you here. What did you think about when it came to um, kids and moving to New York City when you were just thinking about it? I have always thought that New York would be a great place to raise kids. Um, Just everything that you're exposed to. And that was what I would sell him. Like, (laughs) but if we move when they're young, we could take them to all these cool things you know, and travel is more accessible from New York City, not during a pandemic, but ordinarily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because where we used to live, you would have to take a flight 
to a major city yeah. in order to get somewhere else. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. So, and we were a good eight hour drive from a major city. So it just like for us, travel was really hard and right. usually really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And so thinking about being able to maybe take the kids to Europe one day or something yeah. like that, it was so much more possible from here. Yeah. Um, and I think like we both just feel like the exposure to diversity and all sorts of all sorts of things that the city has to offer that we just didn't have in our Midwestern community. Yeah, totally. I mean, the kids get exposure to people from all over the world. Yeah. Their teachers are all different ethnicities. Yeah. Their classmates are different ethnic backgrounds and cultures. Mm-hmm. And people on our block are, I mean, I was just saying the other night, I was like, I think I heard at least two languages on our block. Like there was French and then something else from the Caribbean, yeah. I think. But nonetheless, it's just like the exposure that, that you get by being here because it's just a big melting pot of people. And so I'm excited for my kids to be able to experience yeah. those things and um, meet different people from different walks. Cause I mean, there's it's just a diversity to the world. And I feel like you get a good dose of that here. Yeah, what? we used to talk about, well, when the kids are grown, right. then it'll be easy mm-hmm. to move there. Yeah. But that always kind of broke my heart because I thought, but I want my kids to live there too. I don't want to do it when they're grown. I want to do it when they're growing. Right. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. What did the family think when you said you were moving to New York City? They think you were crazy. They fight you on it. Did they like celebrate it? What was the family perspective? I think it depends on which family member. Right. Yeah. It depends on the family member. Uh, So we had probably a measure of a little bit of both. One, like specifically from my family background, they were like, this makes sense. Like if this is what you're supposed to do, you should do it. We're supportive of it. Obviously it'll stink not to see you guys all the time, but at the same time you should do what you're supposed to do here. Um, I think from your family perspective, I think it was just kind of a diversity of answers. I think some were like, yes, do it. You have like, when else are you going to do this in your life? It's an opportunity on the table. And others were just a little bit more hesitant on that reality of like, Hey, I, I want to be able to see you more consistently, more, accessible to you that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean I won't name names, but we took a certain woman's grandchildren away from her. Yes. Oh no, we we got a lot of that. Um and we have not she my mom has been so supportive. Yes. She's been great. But also we know that this has been really hard. And it's been hard for us. We lived six blocks away from my mom. Mm -hmm. And so we sort of like in some senses we kind of cohabitated a little bit she was at our house a ton we were at her house a ton the kids would do sleepovers so that's been something that we've had to adjust to we don't have a free babysitter anymore yes that is a big adjustment yeah and and babysitters here even if you paid are twice as expensive it is so expensive and (laughs) by the way we have four kids (laughs) (laughs) to go out just the babysitting i think would be a hundred dollars yeah for like a dinner yes right we'd have to come right back in the neighborhood yeah 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 part of it so the journey to how long did you have from when you made the decision or had the opportunity to when you moved here? What was that process from decision to move? So it's interesting. Uh, so we made the decision, I think, like in our own hearts and minds right around now. So a year ago, okay. um, I don't know that we announced that officially to anyone like at my job and that yeah. sort of thing until, oh, 
couple weeks after the pandemic okay. started. Nice. <laughs> uh, and then there was probably about three months in between there. So it was a, okay. it was a long yeah. kind of arduous season, yeah. kind of a hurry up and wait because, I mean, we got offered the job in January of 2020 okay. and right. kind of settled in on it about six weeks later, came out for a little bit of a vision trip uh, right before the pandemic kind yeah. of closed everything down here. Yeah. Um, and so it was, yeah, it was a weird season there just with the pandemic and that sort yeah. of thing. And so, yeah, three to four months of just, okay, well, we're going we know that's going to happen but the the wind is just it seems like a long long way away i sort of think it was kind of unofficially present the idea was presented to you in december yeah yeah unofficially yeah yeah just as like a this could maybe thinking about it because i remember at christmas thinking this might be my last christmas in this house oh yeah Yeah. so yeah we were thinking like it was on our minds for seven months basically Yeah. Um, yeah It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So then how did you find an apartment, especially during the yes. pandemic? Walk us through that and where you landed. Well, we came to New York um, in mid-March of 2020, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was the same week that everything was shutting down in New York City and mm-hmm. other places. Um, so because it was our kids spring break and we'd had the trip planned for okay. months. Yeah. And so we had come here with the plan to we're going to check out some open houses just to see not because we knew nothing mm-hmm. we saw in March would be available when we yeah. were ready to move. Yeah. But we thought it would give us an idea of what our money can get us, yeah. what neighborhoods we because we when we visited the city, we'd stayed in Harlem. So we knew Harlem yeah. um, and we'd stay. And so we stayed in Brooklyn and we stayed in Harlem while we were here just to get an idea of which borough we wanted to be mm-hmm. in and that sort of thing. And then when we got home, we um just scoured Street Easy yeah, yeah. for months. We just oh. watched Street Easy <laughs> yeah. every single day. Yeah. And um, we we did find a broker when we were here in March because she had yeah. shown yeah. us um, she had shown us an apartment in like Washington Heights yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was helping us, but I sort of felt like since everything was online and remote because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I sort of felt like everything she was doing, I could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things shifted a lot. Yeah, yeah. pandemic. So yeah. I would ask her a question about an apartment, and she would say, "I'll reach out to the listing agent and find out." And I'm like, "Well, I can reach out to the listing agent. Their yep. phone number's right there." Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I kind of cut the middleman out yep. and just did it myself. Whether or not that was a good decision. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> given, given the apartment that we ended up in, I don't know that that was yeah. the best, yeah. best move for us on this first go round. Yeah. So tell us about that. Tell us about your first apartment. Yeah, so we uh, we moved into a, a place in Harlem. Um, and so we, the, the way we actually like saw the apartment was via FaceTime with the, the broker agent for the apartment itself. And of course, we went through that pretty quick yeah. and, and, and was able to see it and that sort of thing. But what we didn't get to see from that experience was the, the actual block that it's on. So if you're in New York, what we found is that every block is extremely different yes. based on its culture, how parking goes, how the cars go, how the yeah. people interact with one another. Yeah. It's just it's a diversity on each block. And yes. so on this one, uh, we pulled up and it was a Friday um, and it was just loud. Um, it's a very busy street. It's a commercial street. Yeah, it's a commercial street. So there's a, a every bay has some sort of business in it. Um, there's people walking through on a continual basis. There's cars driving by on a continual basis because there's uh, four lanes, basically. Uh, so it's a yeah. four lane street in front of the apartment. Uh, and then we get into the building and we're walking up uh, to the third floor. Was the fourth floor, mm-hmm. fourth floor of the building. So you're three flights of stairs on the way up. Mm-hmm. What you, we did not know was three flights of stairs is a lot. 
uh, to walk every single day with a stroller and a dog and four kids and all of that. And so that experience in and of itself was a lot. And then when you come out of your front door, it's essentially like a highway of people and traffic. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so it was, it was it was alarming, I think, when we first uh, started to experience it. And even as weeks went on, I think it was it was a bit rough. Yes. Um, and then the apartment was was beautiful to look at. I yeah. think some of the innards of that were not as uh, beautiful. And so we got to experience a lot of uh, horror stories of uh, different things that might have happened in there. Yeah, it was pretty clear after living there that they had put some paint on problems. <laughs> and so it looked yep. great on our FaceTime. And yeah. we just felt like they weren't very forthright with like some of the concerns that we would experience. We had leaking problems and roach problems and just it was it was really it was a tough couple of months and then there were things and you were quarantined yeah we were in the apartment a lot and there were things going on just on our block because as you know like homelessness and mental health problems are really wreaking havoc on certain parts of the city yeah and Harlem, you know, has not been spared from that. And there's there's a lot of hurting people in Harlem and a lot of them ended up on our block. Yeah. And we have compassion on that, but we can't have our children in an unsafe environment on a consistent daily basis. And right. sometimes yeah. walking outside, like we gave our phone number to the coffee shop guy downstairs so that he could give us a heads up to not come outside. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There were situations that were that bad that right. that he he said, why don't you guys let me tell you if it's because his you know shop was right there on yeah. the street yeah. and he would be our lookout. Wow. wow. Yeah. So how many months were you in that apartment? Let's see. August. Four, I think. Yeah. Four months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a long four months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Before we move on to the yeah. other apartment, though, I want to talk about. Um, how you moved into that apartment and what the oh, moving geez. process was like. And yeah. um, obviously I know <laughs> what happened. So, um, but actually getting your stuff and what you learned from that process and oh, what you would do differently yeah. next time for people who are listening, yeah, maybe totally. moving Learning here. experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did the same experience. thing. Yeah. Uh, so a couple things. Uh, so I contracted a brokerage that contracts moving companies okay. that move all across the nation. Yep. Um, the brokerage firm had really great reviews but I wasn't in charge of or given oversight over who would actually move our things. And yeah. so uh, they came and picked our stuff up about 10 days before we were supposed to land here in the city. Um, I found out within that 10 days that um, our stuff actually wasn't guaranteed to arrive the day we got here. I was like, oh, OK, maybe a week. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking yep. we have air mattresses, we have our cl- our clothes, at least the ones on our back and what we carried in our carry-ons mm-hmm. will be okay. We'll come to find out, actually, they have, they kept quoting legally, they have 21 days and that's business yep. days, which essentially works out to be a whole month yes. um, to actually deliver our things to our place. And so I was like, okay, guess we better gear up. Yep. And so I would call the company on a probably every two to three day basis saying, hey, do you know where our stuff is coming? And they'd say, well, I don't know if it would be delivered or not. 
Uh, and so we're in this apartment in New York City on a hostile block. <laughs> <laughs> it was hot. It was hot. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what month is this? This is August, August so right? it's okay. brutal yes. hot. Yeah. Um, we're sleeping on air mattresses with an infant, uh, also yeah. uh, along with that, and he was not sleeping. On he air was not sleeping on air mattresses. <laughs> Just to be no, clear, no, we're probably no. not sleeping much at all. No, we're not sleeping. <laughs> no. I mean, no sleep is happening. Yeah. I mean, I'm wearing basketball shorts and t-shirts every day, so yep. hoping yeah. that I don't actually have some sort of work engagement that I have yep. to go to. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, our stuff. Like after, like I, I think I've probably made fifteen calls to them. Wow. Eventually, our they called us and said it's on its way. Okay. Um, and I tried to get some sort of compensation for that. They said it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. I was like, it sounds like this is a crooked deal. They're like, yeah, it is actually. The owner of this moving company is kind of crooked. Like literally, their their staff said that. Wow. Um, so then I called the brokerage, and they were like, "Yeah, so we can give you. I'm going to just say it, two hundred dollars. It costs thousands of dollars to move across yeah. the country. So two hundred dollars yes. was not compensation for the yes. the tears that we were crying. Right. Um, and so then the the moving company finally called me when they were right outside the city. So apparently, there's fees that are involved with crossing the border yep. with. Uh, uh, the on the bridge with the moving yep. truck. Bridges, yep. Yep. Also, the moving truck was too large, mm -hmm. so therefore they couldn't actually park in the city. So they, what yep. they needed to do actually was to park the truck on the outside of the city, move our stuff onto another moving truck, yep. and then drive it across the bridge and get it into the city. And we had to pay for that. And we had to pay for that. Wow. wow. Yeah. Uh, so we paid for that, and then they showed up with our stuff, and the moving company, apparently some of the guys that they contracted to move the stuff into the building didn't show up. And they mm -hmm. refused to move the stuff because those until the next day when they would have moving because it was just the driver right it was just he the driver couldn't yeah reasonable for him to do it yes sure. and he drove off so there was no communication about that until after he drove off yeah. and i called i was like hey what's going on with and your he, stuff with my stuff our that stuff been waiting for a month. was in front of our building <laughs> yeah. yes oh. and then it drove away painful <laughs> we oh. wept oh yes. so oh, hard oh my gosh so then i called the guy and I was like, look, how do I get my stuff? Like, mm -hmm. I don't care if I have to help you pull it off the truck myself, yeah. I will. They're like, well, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, in order for him to come back, um, we'll, we'll send him back, but you have to have a plan um, in place because you have this, the, the, the three flights of stairs. You also have to pay for that. So it's actually 800 bucks mm -hmm. yeah. wow. for that part. And, and then in order for them to come back, they also wanted more money. So all in all, we probably wow. paid an extra like $1,200 yeah. for mm -hmm. them to drop our stuff off on the first floor of the lobby, which the moving guy, actually, he didn't have to do that. He, he was gracious enough to like drop, help us help get it off the truck, drop it off in the lobby. And then he even helped me carry mm -hmm. some of the heavy furniture. So I, kudos to the guy who was working for this company yes. uh, who did that. But all in all, I mean, essentially we... We reached out to people that we had just met yeah. within those weeks. Yes. Some said, people hey. that we had never met, they showed up and we're like, nice to meet you. Grab a box. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. And so, yeah, that I think while all of that was hard, the one beautiful thing that came out, of was like, I mean, when we called people, people showed up. Yeah. And yeah. so we were praising God for that opportunity just for people from the neighborhood to come wow. and help us move our Very stuff. Cool. Like they showed up. We got it done in an hour and wow. just really gracious for people yeah. to do that. Yeah. But yeah. it was a nightmare yeah. uh, scenario. If you So if you could do it all over again. So you had a nightmare of an apartment and oh. movers. What? What? How would you do it differently? starting totally fresh for somebody else, you know, the advice. Not in a pandemic. Not in a pandemic, yeah. 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 Oh, okay, because that changes things. Yeah. yeah, sure. 
not in a pandemic. I think I think we should have been boots on the ground, fly out here, get an Airbnb. It's going to cost money. Like that's yeah. the reality. It's yeah. going yeah. to cost money, but at the same time, if it's going to cost me headache for a month and uh, and and going to cost me money anyway at the end of it, yeah. I'd rather pay for it on the front end, have a nice little trip to New York City with my yeah. wife, and yeah. go look at apartments with either a broker or Street Easy, either yeah. one. And that had been our plan. Yeah, that had been our plan, sure. but with the pandemic, we yeah. obviously couldn't do that. And so I think that that would have been the starting point to say, okay, yeah. we'll be able to look at the environment, be able to see and even feel like a, I think we were talking about this the other night where um, one of the things I love about New York City outside of its diversity and the opportunity and all those things is it just makes me feel a certain way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every block has its own vibe. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, I think yeah. that would be one of the primary yes. shifts would be that. Yes. The second part is that of that I would call everyone I know who's ever moved anywhere and said, who did you use? Yeah. Uh, use somebody that's been, that's known, yes. that you you can have a friend or even a friend of a friend recommend, I think is probably the biggest thing. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, yeah, I, searching Google is not reliable in this scenario. It wasn't yeah, anyway. And so, yeah, I think I would try to track somebody down who's moved there. And, and the, the gift of New York City is that there's everyone's moved here yeah. at one point or another. <laughs> yes. And yeah. so you, you can find someone who, yeah. who's, who had a good somebody. experience. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. yeah, for sure. Yep. So then moving from what was the process? I mean, typically you don't move after four months. Right. So it's that process of getting out of that and finding a new place and what then what why did you choose the place you chose? Yeah. Yeah. Well, initially when we moved in, we knew pretty immediately that this was not going to be someplace we could stay for a long time. Mm-hmm. So we just got back on street easy and started looking at what was available. We wanted to stay in our neighborhood, but we knew now that we were there kind of what blocks we mm-hmm. thought would work well for us. And We, um, this one actually, where we ended up finding was actually through, I'm on like a neighborhood listserv. I get emails, you know, um, about things going on in the neighborhood. And somebody had just said, Hey, we're moving out of state. Our apartment is going to be available. We love it. And she listed the specs. It was a little bit above our budget, but like within reach. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, emailed her immediately and I told him like, we'll just go look at it. You know, like <laughs> we knew there was going to be complexities yeah. with moving, right. but yeah, we figured we'd go look at it because mm-hmm. it's always nice to look and maybe you'll hate it and yep. cross it off your list. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we looked at it and we did not hate it. No. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't hate that. Yeah. Right. I don't amazing. know. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it had a pretty low bar at the beginning, but it, it also yeah. had some extra things that we didn't have. Yeah, I mean, we were coming in like, so do you have roaches? Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> an important question when you're yeah. right. It's yeah. a very yeah. important very question. Yeah. yeah. So um, when we found that, we we applied after we visited and the landlord was like, yep, everything looks good. And we negotiated a tiny bit. He wasn't super willing to negotiate a lot because yeah. he knows yeah. what he has mm-hmm. yeah. and he knows he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we negotiated a tiny bit and we signed our lease. And then it was the process of trying to figure out what to do with the apartment we already had a lease on. Uh, yeah. We contacted the management company. We tried to explain to them that we felt like they had done a poor job of maintaining. And that was why we were needing to leave. Mm -hmm. They didn't care. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. we sought counsel from a lot of people in the city and basically what we were told was it is incredibly unlikely that you will be held accountable for walking out on your lease yeah. and we are not people who walk out on commitments yeah. so it was really hard for us to be that person sure but it was important that we not stay yeah. it got to the point where we our safety was at risk yeah which yeah. at that point is a yeah. contractual breach of breach of contract yes there was a electrical fire in the apartment yes. like yes. <laughs> due to the leaking that they had coming from the above apartment yes. that happened about eight times and so there was an aspect of like okay we could probably take this to court at some point we don't want to yeah. do that yeah we? we had pictures and yeah. emails yeah. and we kind of felt like well we have a case if yes. anything were to come up yeah. right yeah. so we were and we knew the courts were closed due to the pandemic so yeah. we also felt That's like true. that was kind of another safety net that we right. had yeah. so we did our part we listed the apartment on street easy and we tried to get i showed the apartment numerous times yeah. um nobody was interested yeah. Right. So, which yeah. wasn't shocking. I no. mean, given the fact that like we had had so many issues, and we had a hard time like trying to keep our integrity intact and yep. also market also an apartment that we thought was not great. Mm -hmm. yep. So people would ask me questions like, "How's the block?" And I'm like, "Well, Here are the <laughs> look outside things. and <laughs> yeah. tell me, <laughs> tell me what you strong. think." <laughs> it's active. Yeah. Yes. 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 I think I used that yeah. word. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah. let's talk about the two apartments. So you started in a fourth floor walk up on mm -hmm. a busy street, but then you moved, was it four blocks? Mm -hmm. Yeah, four blocks, four same blocks. avenues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it made a world of difference. Huge difference. And oh, yeah. so talk about what your apartment is like now. So we live in the garden and parlor level of a brownstone, which if you're not familiar with brownstone lingo, that is the ground floor and the floor that's when you walk up the stoop. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we have those two levels and we have access to the back garden. It's actually our private garden because the other floors don't have access to it. So we have outdoor space. And that's huge. Yes. Oh, yeah. Find that. Yeah. Yes. It's really big. Yeah. With, you know, we have four little kids. Yeah. So yeah. on these nice days, instead of, I love to take the kids to the mm -hmm. park, but if I so, can't or don't want to, yes. like our seven-year-old needs a lot of activity time, you know? So he'll run into the backyard and just pretend to be a ninja or whatever, he, <laughs> yeah. whatever he needs to do. Yes. yes. <laughs> and um, so that works out really well. You fact, live in Manhattan with a backyard. Yes. Right. That, yes. that in and yes. of itself is like fighting gold. It's right. awesome. Yeah. 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 Yes. And um, it's so it looks on paper maybe like we downgraded because we went from a three bedroom, two bath to a two bedroom, one and a half bath. Mm -hmm. But our two bedrooms take up an entire floor. Yeah. Right. So they're gigantic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So all four kids are in one bedroom and they have plenty of space. Yeah. It's they the have two closets. Of, like, it's like the size of our apartment. Yeah. Yeah. And tell your kids' ages. I don't think we covered that. Oh, just yeah. So people can, yeah. We have a yeah. nine year old daughter, a seven year old son, a five year old daughter, and a six, 17 month old son. Yeah. And a 70 pound German Shepherd. Yeah, in the first apartment, he was doing fine on the stairs, but he mm -hmm. is like 11 years old. Yep. 
And we just didn't know. Yeah. We were afraid that he right. would, he's a German yeah. shepherd. They tend to have hip problems. We were just yeah. afraid that he would get hurt and I can't carry him yeah. to go yeah. potty, you yeah. know? Yeah. 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 So like walking out from, I mean, if you're from another place outside of New York City, like it's the, the garden level is basically like a walkout basement, so to yeah. speak. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so like you're walking out and there's the sidewalk. And so you yes. take the dog and, and handle the business. So that was a huge benefit yeah. as well, where you're not like, he can go whenever he wants. And we're not like mm-hmm. trying to buy the time that we can yes. with him to take him out. And that's really yeah. the other thing that's great is we were getting some complaints from our downstairs neighbor yeah. about the kids mm-hmm. being too loud. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we tried our best to be respectful, but we do have four small children mm-hmm. and they play yep. Yep. and our baby dumps blocks on the floor, you <laughs> yeah. know, yep. and we were really hating telling them constantly like quiet feet, mm-hmm. you know, tiptoe and stuff like that. And so we don't have anybody living below us and no. they, take full advantage of the oh, amount yeah. of no- when we first moved in As they, should. That's they were like stomping and running and they were like nobody can stop us <laughs> that's, that's so part funny. of the value you get though with oh, the space yeah. you you know you, t- you take advantage of that and then you guys also have like a basement below that oh, too. Yes. like it's it just felt like your apartment kept going and going yeah, yeah. it does uh, yeah the basement has like laundry and then plenty of storage which is something unheard of here it yes. seems mm-hmm. like I mean, laundry yeah well, laundry. you got a backyard and laundry <laughs> yeah and access immediately right so we immediately like bought bikes and (laughs) all the things that we left in lincoln we were like we can have all this stuff now yeah yep that's good yeah so so you got talk about schools so getting the kids in school and did you look at schools before you chose the neighborhood what was that process with moving kids here and and figuring out school stuff we chose the neighborhood first and I knew we would figure the school thing out. Yeah. Um, we, so we have kind of maybe a different perspective on school than a lot of people do. Like what we define as a good school yep. might not be what other people define as a good school. Yeah. Um, and that just comes from our experience of our school in Lincoln, yep. um, which we felt was the best elementary school in the city and um didn't rate out online like it was the best you know and so um i actually met via instagram somebody who lives in harlem who's lived there for a long time and has school-aged kids Mm -hmm. and um she graciously let me call her and pick her brain about what she knew about the schools in the area i asked about private schools charter schools public schools we are public school people but Um, We were open to whatever. And um, we felt like after looking at the options that public was still going to be our best option. Mm -hmm. So we got on the sites that you had recommended inside Inside schools. schools, Yeah. Great schools. Yeah. Yeah. We got on those. Some of them are dated, though, like the Mm -hmm. ratings are not up to date. So sometimes they were talking about administrations that were gone already. And so some of those things. But um we looked at the school that we were zoned for and we weren't super interested in it. And so then we just looked at the other schools in our district and ratings online and yeah. things like that. The one that we ended up choosing has an okay rating online. And I I mean, I don't even remember what it was. I don't either. It wasn't, it wasn't very high. No, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't. We were also looking at the, like the, demographics wheel that right. they put on there. Yeah. Yeah. We did not want a school that was like more than 60% white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, which in Harlem, 
that would actually be hard to find right. is a school that was mostly white. Yeah. But we, our zone, act, or our district actually does wrap around to the Upper West Side. Yeah. Okay. So there were a couple of schools we could consider on the Upper West Side, but for us, they were too white. <laughs> and I mean that with love. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we didn't, we didn't choose any of those. Yeah. The one we ended up choosing, we were excited about because um, it's like a STEM focus. And we thought that was really unique and fun at, for a public school. Yeah. And um, they have like a Lego lab and oh, cool. um, dance is a part of their physical education nice. curriculum. Mm -hmm. And they, on a, in a typical year, each kid gets like their own teddy bear that they leave at school that like can help them with their social emotional like communication. Oh, wow. Like yeah. maybe, maybe they want to talk about how the bear is feeling if mm -hmm. they're projecting how they're feeling yeah. onto the bear and their right. teacher can kind of like, well, would your bear rather sit over here instead of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we right. thought that, and it's super diverse. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we were excited about it. And I think we are, we're really happy with our school. Oh yeah. I mean, like I mentioned earlier is that, I mean, the, the kids, teachers are different ethnicities and that sort of thing. And it was a value of ours because that's, that was the kind of school that they were in to begin yeah. with, like with lots of immigrants and, yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but then, so coming here, we wanted that to be true, but then also there's a different kind of diversity here. Yes. I mean, with us being a, a mixed uh, race, ethnic family, like yeah. it was, it's just a high value for us. And so yeah. the school has been incredible so far and yes. people have been very, yeah, we, and it's we love the public schools. Yeah, it's I mean, great. It's scare some people, you know. Yeah. Like you're yeah. just gonna send your kids to public school in New York City, uh, but it, it's the school system here. I mean, there's it's flawed like anywhere sure. else, uh, but it, it is incredible the yeah. experiences yeah. kids get, especially the diversity. I feel like yeah, uh, that that is. But you definitely you see pockets that are definitely not diverse. This mm -hmm. city can mm -hmm. still be very segregated in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, I was encouraged by hearing you guys say that you loved the public school that your girls were at. Yeah. So I thought we can find a good school and yeah. I really mm -hmm. like that's something that we talk about if we um if we were to move for right now we're so happy with our school that I think access to our school would would really impact how far we move yeah, yeah for sure so I'm curious what you expected to what has been <laughs> so so as you had this dream years ago of moving to New York City and and obviously you got to put the pandemic as a part of that because yep. it yeah, nobody could have things. expected. Yes. But what what has lived up to expectation awesome. and what has maybe been a disappointment? Like I expected this and it really has been different than I anticipated. I expected to love the walking lifestyle and yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's something that I learned. We'd walked a lot in Lincoln. We had a fairly walkable neighborhood for a Midwestern suburban community. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking back thinking, wow, I really could have done a better job. <laughs> um, so we love that. Yeah. And that was always something that I would tell him that I think I want to live in a more walkable place. Yeah. And we would look at different there aren't a lot of cities in the united right. states that are super walkable yeah. Right. Yeah. and for some reason they are all in like the right north yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah why are none of them in like southern california i don't understand so um that was something that i thought i would love and, and that i do mm -hmm. it's so hard to judge what we are disappointed by because i feel like it is all related to the pandemic yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah um i think if you remove 
if you remove the pandemic from our situation, we are so much, so much happier with. Yeah. I don't want to say we're not happy. We're happy. No. Yeah. But it would add a layer of happiness that, so and yes. we would be able to go to restaurants and you know, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. go to Broadway. Broadway yes. Like yeah. we really want to take our kids to shows yeah. and yeah. or yeah. go ourselves. <laughs> we would have visitors. You yes. know, yeah. like yeah. nobody's been able to visit us, yeah. Right. Yeah. and that has been really lonely. We haven't been able to like. Like we meet people, but we can only hang out at the park. Yep. Yeah. And sometimes yep. it's too cold for that. And yep. so you spend a whole week without seeing any friends. And yeah. that can be really tough. Yeah. Yes. What do you think? Yeah, I think, that, I mean, that's the things that didn't make the expectation for sure, where it was just like, you you were excited to meet all these new people, right? Like yeah. we're not extroverts, but at the same time, we yeah. know it's, it's valuable to know people. Yeah. And so we were excited for that idea, but it's been very difficult for that yes. part. I mean, obviously meeting you guys has, has been a godsend as well in that just because it is lonely. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the things that met expectation though is the fun. Like, so the benefit of the pandemic to some extent, if there is a benefit, I suppose, uh, is that there are not a lot of tourists around. Yeah. So you can get around fairly yeah. easy. And they're, like we've been able to visit the museums and those sorts of things. And all of those things have definitely met expectation of yeah. like, oh, this is a really cool, like iconic space that yes. our kids would enjoy. I mean, yeah. we went to the Met and I think we were there for a couple hours and still didn't even broach the whole thing. And yeah. they enjoyed their experience there other than Hayes, the baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I think some of those things have been really great. Or uh, when we got to see the Christmas tree yeah. uh, down Fifth yeah. Avenue mm-hmm. yeah. um, and that sort of thing so i think yeah some of those experiences have been great like taking the kids yeah. ice skating has been super fun like yeah. i yeah. i didn't even like ice skating <laughs> but doing it yeah. here has been really fun yes. um and so um yeah i think those things have like almost surpassed the expectation to some extent just because it's not as crowded yeah, um, yeah. The food has met expectations. Oh, yes. <laughs> Especially where you guys are. Yeah, yes. we have yeah. good food. Good food. Yeah. Good food. Like we have to fight the urge every night. Oh yeah. To yes. yeah go get something. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. Like yeah, our food budget could go up quite a bit. <laughs> uh, and I think if I made one of the surprises has been so everyone advertises New Yorkers as being mean or rude yeah. and, and all that. And we, our experience has never necessarily been that, right. but at the same time, we're like, maybe if we live there, it'll be a yeah. little bit different. And the truth is it's not true. Like, yeah. Are there rude people? Absolutely. Like, yes. but you can find rude people anywhere. I think one of the things that, that I value <laughs> that's here is that I feel like New Yorkers are just honest. Yes. <laughs> like yes. and if they don't have time, they don't have time yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. And yes. like, Hey, like we got to get this. If thing you're moving. walking slow, they'll be like, you got to get out of the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know where you stand. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, I will get out of the way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they've all been really helpful too. I mean, yeah. if you need directions or, I mean, I've been, I, I've been surprised people ask me questions about how to get somewhere when I'm like, I don't know. But yep. at the same time, uh, people have been super helpful. I mean, people yeah. come out of woodwork to help us move right. uh, twice now, actually. So <laughs> there are people that came and helped us move the second time yep. that I had yes. never met yep. uh, <laughs> that are just from the neighborhood. And so I, I think that was one of the surprises too. It's yes. just like how hospitable New Yorkers are. Yeah. 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 What about your budget? Was that what you thought it would be here, or is it higher or lower? Yeah. Or the cost of living in Nebraska, oh. I've got to imagine, is different than oh cost of living yeah. in New York. Ne- so Nebraska is one of the most affordable places. Yeah, to live. when you look at the stats, it's, it, there's a ninety percent increase of cost of living here in comparison to ninety percent, ninety percent increase. Yeah. Um, and in some places, that's very prevalent and more uh and then mm-hmm. it's not so it's not so much i think the yeah. housing was probably the biggest surprise yeah the, the cost of housing as far as our budget and what we anticipated i f- 
I feel like we figured out ways that we could cut a little bit and so that we had more to spend, I think yeah. is probably the biggest thing. So yeah. we, we created a like a preemptive budget before coming, which yeah. I think saved us quite a bit yeah. um, to make sure that like we came in with just our eyes wide open. Hey, yeah. what is it going to cost? If there's a 90% uptick, that means these things are probably going to cost more when yeah. we're there. Yeah. And I feel like we've actually been able to be, a, I feel like we've had a, a, a relative financial freedom. I don't make a lot of money, but at the same time, we've been able to make uh, really well um, on what we currently have and, and just making sure that we're like, we, we know that we're spending a lot on housing. And so therefore yeah. you have to just take that into account, but then we're not spending a whole lot of money on gas. Like we're not yeah. spending 250 bucks on gas yeah. because well, we're not mm-hmm. driving all that much. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so there's just some give and take for sure. But yes. yeah, I think financially it was, it was totally doable, like way more doable than I think I ever ex- dreamed of prior to the move here. Yeah. Um, Prior to the movie, I was like, there's just no way that spending, I mean, really, I think right now we're almost at four times what our mortgage was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea. We had a really that, cheap house. That's yeah, that, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Our house was super cheap <laughs> yeah. there. Because there are people who spend what we spend on houses. On a house. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. a lot more. It's just house. a lot more house. But yeah, nonetheless. And so, yeah, I think that the, just this, that, that, that cost was, I thought yeah. was just like, it's impossible to live there because it costs yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, but just knowing that like, we're still a middle-class family and, yeah. and have been able to do it really well, I think. Yeah, we do spend, we spend money on special things here more than we did in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And I think um, we just decided that those things were going to be worth it. Right. Um, be, you know, we might, we didn't spend money on, go, and there wasn't these things, but <laughs> yeah. we didn't yeah. go to like a fancy museum that was going to, yeah. but also New York helps you out. Like if yeah, you're a I resident, so right. you yeah. can pay what you want at the museum. Yeah. You don't have to pay, yes. you know? Yeah. Um, so, and we're about to get our, I, our our city, city IDs, IDs. Yeah. Yeah. and we'll get a free membership to a bunch of places with that right. ID mm-hmm. and we will use the heck out of those <laughs> yeah. for the year that we have them. Yeah. Um, so New York City knows it's expensive to live here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we do our best. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that you guys did really well was reaching out to people in the city yeah. before you even got here. So I wanted you guys to talk a little bit about what that was like and how beneficial it was when you finally got to the city. I'm going to put that all on Colleen because she <laughs> yeah, was she the does. champion. She did it great. So. Yeah. Um, I think a few years ago, we decided that we were not fulfilling our role as neighbors mm-hmm. in our community in Lincoln. We were taking a lot of time and energy and doing our things outside of our neighborhood. We were, our kids were going to a private school that we, you know, had to drive to. He was working in a neighborhood that he had to drive to. And um, our friends were all over and our church was further away. And when he planted a church in our neighborhood, his job became, you know, with within walking distance. Yeah. And then we put our kids into the public schools in our neighborhood and that became walking distance. Yeah. And we realized like our world kind of shrunk down to this like mile radius and mm-hmm. we loved it. Yeah. And so we started investing a bunch of energy into that neighborhood and into that community. And it really had, it really it really helped us just love it. Yeah, right. And so I knew when we were coming here that we needed to do that, but that we couldn't wait till we got here to get started. So I sort of, 
I mean, Instagram was my only tool because mm -hmm. we were far away. So I just started following once we knew where we were going to live. I started mm -hmm. following a bunch of businesses and organizations in the neighborhood. And I mean, I will DM anybody <laughs> because they can write me back or not, but it didn't cost me any money to ask you a question. Yeah. Yeah. And most people respond. You know, I think um, people with really big accounts probably have filters and they don't see all the messages that they get. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, most people were happy to uh, connect and say, hey, let me know when you get here. And, and so we, um, yeah, we met. And it, God also like arranged things for us yeah. too. Yeah. Like yeah. we don't believe in coincidences and we met people right away who were believers who we could have community with in our neighborhood. And it just felt like we were walking into um, not a completely unfamiliar territory. Right. We sort of felt like we had connections already. And it, yeah. it was it was invaluable, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think the boldness that you took with the Instagram, but then even like the thoughtfulness of like, hey, let's make sure that we try to shop at these different places when we got there. So we shop locally as much as possible, because then you, you meet those people that are like staples of the neighborhood. Um, and then even just like one of the connections we made was through a garage sale. Yeah. <laughs> like we went yeah. to a garage sale or a stoop sale, I guess, because yep. uh, there aren't any yep. garages. But uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and we met these ladies who, I mean, we still have plenty of connections just from that one interaction That's there awesome. that, have, that have spanned this time that we've been here so far. Mm -hmm. And what's cool is if that seems interesting to you. Um, there's actually a podcast that Colleen started called Walking Distance. So I want to plug that for you because it's really good. And she talks about that experience and about being a good neighbor and all of that. So do you want to, I want you to plug your stuff a little because <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important for people to listen to. Yeah. Before we moved, I started a separate Instagram account called Six Dixons Apart. It was sort of a play on the six feet apart because we are all in that like <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. Um, and it was just going to be kind of, I thought I will chronicle our journey. You know, I started it before we moved. I commemorated some of our favorite things about our old home and then our journey here. And uh, we just sort of felt like we, there are certain things that come naturally to me or to us that maybe other people don't know to do. Yeah. And I had um, recently a, a friend in our neighborhood, I mentioned that I was an introvert and she said, you're an introvert? I said, yeah, I'm an introvert. And she said, I don't believe you. <laughs> she said, you're like the mayor of, of what did she say, Harlem or Harlem, New York City? You're like the mayor of Harlem, and I've lived here for almost 20 years, and you know more people than I do. Yeah. And I was like, well, I, I will initiate, you know, mm -hmm. things to get connected, but I'm still an introvert. It still <laughs> takes a lot of effort to do those yeah. things, Absolutely. but the payout is, is worth it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know, if I... If I know how to do something just kind of intrinsically that other people aren't doing, maybe I can help other people think outside the box. I think so many people, especially, you know, we come from a part of the country where garage doors open at 8 a.m. Mm -hmm. and they close at 5 p.m. and nobody ever, you know, it's <laughs> nobody ever yeah. interacts. Nobody yeah. ever sees anybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's not like that here, 
but most people don't live in New York City. Right. So yeah. I think everybody in whatever context they're in can take some of these principles that I talk about and mm-hmm. kind of improve their connection with their community. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. And we'll definitely put those um, things in the show notes too, so you guys Great. can find find them online. Yeah. Yep. Any any final thoughts as we wrap up this conversation? If somebody's moving to New York City, any any final things? Should they move? Uh, what what advice uh, would, would you leave them with uh, as they're making that decision? Do it. Uh, that would be my advice. Yes. Move to New York City. Like it's a it. great place. Uh, even in the midst of the pandemic, yes. obviously there's there's lots of complicated things that go with that. Yes. Is there's complication of leaving a place that you love or at least people that you love uh, back where you are. But the city's a wonderful place with wonderful people. I think we've learned a ton since we've been here so far. Um, and the truth is, like, I mean, you got this life that you get to invest and it's like, why not invest in something that's really special, yes. uh, like New York city and, and the experiences and the people that you can meet there. Yeah. If it's something you've ever wanted to do, I think it's worth it. And, um, now is a great time, not just because <laughs> I mean, real estate is cheaper. Yes. Yeah. Um, however, I think New York is, um, you know, when they set fire to like a forest to clear out mm-hmm. the dead stuff and then there's a regrowth, yeah. you know, like we're in that fire phase yep. or maybe mm-hmm. just kind of smoldering after the fire. Yeah. And um, we we weren't here when it was really hard, yeah. so we didn't experience that. But we are excited to experience the kind of rebirth of New York City and what the new New York City gets to be. And we are like proud that we get to be part of that rebuilding. Mm -hmm. So if you have like a restorative nature and you feel like you've got something to bring to the city, a lot of people come to a place to take what that place can give them. Mm -hmm. But there are people who have stuff to offer to a community. And if you mm-hmm. think that's you, Absolutely. New York needs you. Yes. Yeah, I, I love totally. it. I, I think that uh, you just heard those listening two people with four kids that moved to New York city at the worst possible time. <laughs> I think at the hardest possible time. And on top of that, had the hardest experiences I've heard of anybody moving here from apartments to movers. <laughs> and they're telling you to just do it. Uh, and, and that it's a great decision. And so I want to second that. I think this is a great time. Uh, and this is, a, we're about to have a new mayor too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we've got a lot of great things mm-hmm. happening here in New York City. So it's a great time to move here. Um, it's a great, great advice. We appreciate your friendship and you guys taking the time uh, to be here on the podcast. Yes. If you're not yet following Katie on Instagram at coming to NYC, and uh, she'll, we'll have links to the podcast and to Instagram accounts and everything you need to know. Uh, and yeah, in our daily lives here in New York City. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on the next episode.